Welcome back to Descent into Darkness, Season 3, Episode 13. Preparations to summon, and perhaps bind, an ancient djinn have begun. <laughs> Gunshots echo in the distance from the direction of Ross's corner, and Jimmy Whitmire clings to a shred of sanity amidst blood and bullets. <laughs> I am Travis, and I will be your keeper of arcane lore. Before we descend... I was going to say the final flight of steps, but the perhaps penultimate flight of steps into the blackness. Let's get an introduction from our players. Hi, I'm Chris. I'm playing Detective Jack Glover, currently on suspension for not one, but now two killings. (laughs) And I'm hoping I don't get one-shotted by a gin this session. (laughs) I'm Brandon, playing Wallace Andrews, MD, and uh, my medical... Doctorate will provide me no benefit whatsoever, <laughs> summoning and binding a gin. I'm Justin playing Lance Monroe, who is extremely terrified at this point. And just <laughs> terrified at the fact he's about to bind a gin. No, he, he's seen what happens to those people, so yeah. Just hopefully he'll maintain sanity through this and not turn into some ancient pharaoh and <laughs> kill everyone in the room. You're already on your way. Dude, yeah. I, I already got plans if ever I get to play the pharaoh again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm John playing James Whitmire and also Dr. Edward Call. And uh, <laughs> I, I think his medical degree will probably help him through this situation. But uh, our, our James guys. Whitmire definitely could use a gin right now. <laughs> and a medical degree. Yeah, a gin and tonic, not... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's see if we can cap up Whitmire's story for this uh, season. So, Whitmire, you come back to reality in the warehouse where you sent Lonnie on to get his glory. Of course, his body's since been dumped in the Mystic River, perhaps. You're not sure what your guys did with it. But anyhow, you come to Ronnie's kneeling next to you with a worried expression, creasing the features of his face. Uh, Just to remind you, you are indefinitely insane (laughs) and prone to delusions. And any further sanity loss will send you into a new bout of madness. This state cannot be fixed during the course of the scenario. This is something that gets corrected during the... uh, investigator development phase. That said, it can be tamped down a little bit by people with high psychoanalysis. But anyhow, but for now, you feel a shred of control, but beneath that veneer of willpower, you can feel tension and intrusive thoughts. Is it uh, maybe a slight m- mania or manic right. type? <laughs> you know, they're threatening to crash over this 
this hold you have on reality. Uh, you even feel like sometimes if you look into a dark corner, you'll see that figure that you've been catching in reflections every now and then, although it terrifies you to consider this because to look in that corner would not to be to look into a reflection, so you would no longer be in the mirror world, but in your world. So maybe you just don't look in that corner. But anyhow, Ronnie says, uh, Sorry, boss, but I had to get a little rough with you at the basement. Mm. You started shooting up the place. Well, shooting it up more. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do, Jimmy? Well, I'll... Uh... I'll play the face, right? So I'll give him a smile and say, never do any wrong by me, Ronnie. And uh, give him a pat on the shoulder, try to uh, recall what happened. Because I know that we were going to Drew's place to get some answers, as I remember being in Drew's place. And, uh, yeah, things going, I wouldn't say wrong, but... Uh, Definitely a, uh, a little bit <laughs> different than I had imagined that Maybe they would go. Horseshoe. Things can go so right that they go wrong. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but yeah, uh, so you, uh, here's what you remember. You saw the figure, which you know from your copy of Nameless Colts was referred to as the black man. Uh, and you started shooting at that figure. And then at some point everything went black. And then, and then by the throbbing you feel at the back of your head, you figure that's when... Ronnie might have got a little rough with you as he just apologized for. Yeah. Brought you here. So, um, I mean, it's, uh, hmm. yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it's, uh, back to business, honestly, as, uh, I, I can, uh, sort out why, why he had, uh, put me down like he did and don't hold no grudge against him. But, uh, I ask him, uh, where are the boys at? Yeah, well, you're making some of them nervous. They're hanging out right now. They're still around, but, uh, hey, we got a problem. Apparently some of our stashes back in New York were robbed. At least that's what the word I got is. Maybe they saw we weren't, you know, they're mining the, the farm. And you're kind of thinking, you know, there's a thought in your head where you were leaving New York, and you'd presume they were, were following Detective Glover, but, you know, you have some perhaps true or untrue memories as you're replaying that in your mind of, you know, being tailed out of New York and you're kind of wondering if you got it right the first time. You don't know for sure. Why don't we get back there, boss? You lay low, then we can sort what happened that out after. Uh, yeah, we've got to, we've got a uh, plan for uh, Malone. As also, in the meantime, we can, uh, we can start taking over some of Drew's, uh, you know, spots over here. As that way we we don't lose any income from the uh what the slide up in New York. But uh definitely need to find out who that is and make them pay for it. As uh, I think that's a good idea. As why don't you and the boys head back up to New York and start digging into who who hit us and we'll figure out uh retaliation after. Okay. What are you gonna do, boss? As all uh be okay. Yeah, I'm still not looking a hundred percent. Side eye that uh, that corner <laughs> and uh, tell him that I, I think I'm gonna get out of town for a few days. You know, go out to the uh, to the countryside. There's this little town, uh, <laughs> Ross's Corner. As I'll be out there okay. if you need me. All right, boss. Well, you take care of yourself. 
I'll let you know if I find anything out while you're away. Is Jimmy Whitmire shooting up Ross's corner? Is that the gunshots? <laughs> <we're doing? laughs> what to play and find out. <laughs> and I'll, uh, yeah, I'll thank Ronnie and uh, tell him to uh, uh, make sure the boys all get taken care of and, uh, you know, and, y- and you too. But uh, yeah, let me know what's going on out there. And I'll, I'll stand okay. up a little shakily and pat his shoulder and uh, start searching around for my car keys. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you can uh, find those easily enough. And as you're looking at the warehouse, you can see they have some high, some higher windows, and you see the first part of daylight starting to uh, peek through the windows. And this is the same day of the morning where these guys down in Ross's Corners would have uh, gone out to, you know, like look, uh, interview some of the other farmers. So, by your estimation, your knowledge of navigation and whatnot, you should be able to make it. To Ross's corner without too much of a problem if you leave now. Yeah, there's all okay. I'll uh head out and uh head over to to Ross's corner to to lay low. Okay, so you head out onto the roads, which very quickly become you know country roads as you're making your way to Ross's corner. And uh, you know, I don't think you had mirrors in cars at the time like rear view mirrors or side mirrors or anything like that. So you're kind of safe from those sort of reflections. But just being in a vehicle that has, you know, glass windshields and whatnot, you do catch, you know, obscured reflections as you're driving around. And you do see the black man in those reflections. But like I said, he's obscured. He'll be stretched by the the way the glass is. And you get this impression that he's just shaking his head at you very slowly. Like you don't pick out features, but his head just shakes. <laughs> no, no, Whitmire. No, no. <laughs> However, you do, you are in an interesting state here because you actually can't. The bonus of losing the maximum sanity for seeing this figure is that you actually can't lose any more sanity. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> So it's just about whether or not you believe that figure is really there or not. So you can give me a sanity roll, and on a success, you will you will disbelieve it as just some figment. Figment. But if you don't, then you have to act as though this figure is actually there, uh, in whichever way you want to role play that. Can you, know? you use luck on a sanity roll? No. Nor can you push a sanity roll. All right. Well, I failed that one. Can I use sanity on a luck roll? that's not a bad idea (laughs) Um, yeah so I'm not saying uh, you know what it appears that this figure is objecting to Uh, that is entirely in your wheelhouse but we will fade on you for a moment and just assume you continue on to Ross's corner now he's Uh, expressing his disappointment that I didn't go kill Malone. So that's gotta, gotta happen now. You know, (laughs) since you're in a sane moment, like you don't have to, you don't have to really think that way if Whitmire wouldn't think that way, but you just have this, you know, maybe he's unhappy. He wanted that because that's the stuff he liked. That doesn't necessarily mean you like it or have to, to, uh, go along with whatever it is but it's non-verbal so you don't even know to what he's objecting maybe the fact that you're kind of like let's paint an analogy you know like uh, sometimes you know like uh the military might drop aid 
and it'd come down in a little parachute. <laughs> but let's say if you didn't know it was aid or a bomb, that's what Jimmy Whitmire could be like as he comes to help his friends and mm. uh, <laughs> to to deal with this gin, the insane Jimmy Whitmire. Is he going to be help or is he going to be a bomb? You know, I don't know. I'm just giving you some things to play with, but we'll leave you there for a moment. I can tell you he's definitely going to be a wreck by the time he gets there. <laughs> oh, man. For some reason, I'm, I, I just got the mental image of Jack Glover and Jimmy Whitmire getting in the body count uh, contest from Legolas and, <laughs> right. and Gimli. Because I got three under my belt right now. <laughs> Who knows how many Whitmire has. They were... They well, were off screen for the most part. Depending on how insane he is, I'm going to try to pin all those murders in the station. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we'll hang with you for a little bit longer, Whitmire, while Justin resolves an issue here. Okay, so this is this can be an opportunity for you, you know, like... Uh, so, yeah, this figure's shaking their head at you. Like, what's Whitmire doing as he's driving on these country roads? It's a bright, sunny day. It's a bright, well, sunny August day. So everything else is in in release, relief to this black figure, who you only see in reflection and is so, sort of stretched in oblong. It's when the, the sun catches the windshield in a particular way where you see him like the reflection, like he would be sitting in the passenger seat. Of course, when you look at the passenger seat, that's not the case. There's nobody there. Well, I think it's uh, it's pretty obvious what I would start doing um i'm gonna start yeah talking uh talking at him like he's there is uh okay. you know telling him that uh I and mean, it's more like uh yeah you you thought you could get me type thing right but old uh yeah old jimmy's a little too slick for you and uh that will start to to roll into the what he's going to do to malone and then I would say pretty quickly it'll move into his regret of uh, killing Drew. And, uh, <laughs> but not in a way of like, oh, uh, you know, what, what have I done? Like, why did you make me do it more? Right. right. That type of regret. Um, you know, and then shift back to, you know, when the next reflection hits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Was, uh, you ain't got me this time. You ain't going to get me in the future. Right. And that'll yeah, be just a, a loop all the way there. <laughs> yeah, when you're talking about, you know, the the killings or the prospect of killings, you'll get... Because like I said, he's so black that you cannot distinguish facial features. But what occurs, the sense that you get that he's smiling about something is it's almost like you have the after image of a bright light burnt into your vision. But it's in a smile shape over the face of this dark figure. Uh, you know, when you're talking about you having not been caught by him yet, he's just shaking his head. No, no, Jimmy. No, no. I got you right where I want you. That sort of thing. But uh, all right. So we'll pop over to the farmhouse where the rest of our investigators are going about getting it prepared for what is to come. So you guys have been going around and scratching all these warding symbols around the house and inside the house where you thought it was appropriate. For example, Dr. Andrews had noted the fireplace as being an entry point into here that likely would need to be warded. So you've got that all taken care of. And you had just heard some gunshots distantly 
to the west. And that's where we left off. Probably just some hunters. Nothing for us to be concerned about. It's happened in previous scenarios. <laughs> the thing to be concerned about is if they accidentally start shooting at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, that and what we're doing is going to be effective, and it'll help whatever's going on over in that direction anyway, or right. should. Yeah. Oh, Whitmire, would you put a luck roll out there? I was thinking that we should have, like, scrawled these warding <laughs> symbols on some houses that and storefronts. <laughs> Yeah, although we didn't really know which symbol we needed to carve until we got here and saw it. Yeah, also, like, we were kind of in a bit of a hurry. It's probably better that we just got to work. Yeah. Oh, man, you're not rolling too hot today, John. (laughs) (laughs) I'm worried. Get it together. Just get the bad ones out of the way. If he's rolling bad, that means I'm going to be rolling hundreds. (laughs) Is it? That's, mm mm-hmm. If Macaulay's luck is bad, everyone's is bad. Okay, so there are a couple of problems. Well, first I should say that that short series of gunshots ends and then all is quiet. What caliber did it sound like? Uh, give me no, an extreme... Just, yeah. well, Could our gun think, knowledge maybe, work? Yeah, I guess probably a regular success might figure that out. Not even close. You don't think so? You couldn't tell what somebody was shooting? No. So you think extreme maybe? Or like, hard. Like actual caliber, probably not. You could probably tell small or big. Yeah. You know, like hunting rifle versus pistol. Well, if you want to. Just I an extreme. Know. I was just playing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the kind of things detectives would notice in stories. Yeah, but I'm just a doctor. <laughs> doctor, detective. Private I would detective. detect what caliber did the damage to a right. body, not what By it sound. Like. By sound. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there are a couple of things. Uh, that can be done as far as the preparation goes. Obviously, the great p- pentagram can be drawn on the floor. Yeah. Uh, also, you have to determine what you're going to chant from amongst the chants that are in the De Vermis Mysterious. Well, I, I figured I'd be watcher, right? Is that what I'm going to get designated as? So I don't got a chant? <laughs> I don't You've know. Got the, uh... He's got the a deep baritone voice. Yeah. So he should do all the chanting, I think. Well, the person that, that's <laughs> going to be the watcher may need to protect us from other spirits as well. So, But it doesn't really specify how, right? Mm-hmm. I thought... It, well, yeah, it doesn't... Yeah, I guess it didn't really specify. Just, well, as you guys had pointed out the in the last session the, is mm-hmm. that Meriwether's circumstance was different as they were trying to commune with the bound one. Yeah. And uh, so it was locked away somewhere and he didn't really mention what he did as a watcher other than observe and, yeah. and be able to write as it was going on. Yeah. So that's what I was more hoping for is that I, I'm able to keep an eye out without actually having to attempt any sort of power rolls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what chant are we going to do? Um, well, what, what time is it in the afternoon? Um, so I think you guys were coming pretty close to dinner time right now. Okay. We never got a chance to actually investigate the attic, did we? Because the thing lunged at Yeah, you. we didn't go up there. <laughs> it, yeah, it's not warded so. up there. <laughs> well, maybe so, yeah, we, we should. Well, you re-scratched the ward on the... On the... The attic door. The, attic the trap door. door. Wow. And, yeah, I will mention that I had sensed it leave in the direction of Ross's corner. Uh, yeah, so I, my, saw, I saw the trees. And we got gunshots. Yeah. yeah. So my question would be, how 
much time has passed since it left. Because if it's been a while, I would suggest that we don't go up there. It could be back based on how fast it travels. Well, just long enough. But if enough. it just happened, then yeah. Well, he left within the hour because it was when you were outside uh, scratching cymbals. And I think I described yeah. hearing the gunshots while you were still doing that. So it had left some time before the gunshots and, as far as you know, has not yet come back. Okay. And the first thing that we do when we go up there is we could try scratching those symbols on any entrance in the attic in the attic like it like there's if there's a window or something like that up there we can try scratching that to mm -hmm. to ward us while we search but yeah you know there there might be something up there that uh Meriwether and them had used as part of their preparation that that we could uh help determine what we need to chant or mm -hmm. all right anything like that um but yeah, I'd, I'd say thoroughly search the house, every nook and cranny, to try and get any anything we can find. All right. I'll uh, move the chair back over there. I'll head up first, <laughs> and I'll pull one of you guys up. Yeah, I'll go with you. All right. So I'll pull myself up. Or is it a ladder that you could get to? I forget. There what. was a ladder in the basement, yeah. I think the chair works fine for any of you guys. Okay. So yeah, I'll get up there, and then I'll help whoever wants to come up next. Yeah, so now that there's not an invisible entity in here attacking you, it's <laughs> just an attic space. It's not even it's not even the same size as the below ground space, yeah. both in its length and how tall it is. And you can see like Does Nick, it even have floor? Yeah, it has a like it has a floor, but it's very sharply uh steepled right away. So you like you'll have to mm -hmm. be like crouching around. And you can see at the end of it had like a uh like a wooden slatted mm -hmm. opening for ventilation that had been broken out. Mm. And as you're casting about up there after you pull up, who is it going to be Dr. Andrews? Yeah. You guys are looking about up there, aside from the things that were stored in the attic, which are really not worth description, there are a number of dead birds up here. And if you just cast your glance at one, you see the same... Mo, mm -hmm. as you have seen for the humans and the animals that were killed, so just tiny birds that had nested up here. Looks like this is where it's going to start. Yeah, we should cover up that opening. I'll at very least put one of them symbols that Monroe's been doodling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, is there any like loose wood I could use to nail up there to cover it? Yeah, definitely. There's stuff hanging about okay. that you could uh, make. So I've been wondering. We're going to summon this thing to us, right? Mm -hmm. How's it going to get in if well, all the wards are up? Yeah, I thought that myself just now. And, uh, I don't know all this wackadoo stuff that you guys have been going on about. I don't know. Well, what? you could give a, a, a mythos role. Anybody who has it could. Dr. Andrews, because of your unique history and your conversations with Charlie Murphy, you... Oh, he can science this? Well, you could think... Oh, no, nice. Oh, oh. That's a I never success. thought I'd see that happen. Okay. <laughs> I got a critical success on the Cthulhu Mythos. That's awesome. <laughs> so what you know, Monroe, is the issue is how humans would think about locking a door or securing something, as you would think about locking it in three dimensions, right? Mm -hmm. And the problem with entities such as this is that they would come from different phases. So really, you're not warding the window from the outside, you're warding the space from a different space that runs adjacent or parallel mm. or perpendicular or however it lies on top of reality as you guys see it, you know. 
this is actually drawn from your grandfather's mad ramblings. Well, okay, that that makes sense. Are you on the attic with us? No, I'd probably be down listening. This was about yeah. how the yeah. wards work, so anybody yeah, okay. could have this knowledge at any time. You know? I'll just see if I understand what the heck. But that you guys would mean. be thinking more of like it's, you're locking the door. From yeah, the and inside. a solid object yeah. can't pass through another solid right. object. But we're not passing through a solid object. We're phasing from one reality into another. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're, you know, you're like Charlie Murphy. In some of these discussions about the dimensional shambler, the, the entity that you encountered previously, he said a thought, you know, like a thought experiment he kind of gave you was like if you look at a two dimensional picture of a flower in a field, you can imagine the third dimension around it because you have experienced it. Mm-hmm. But when you get to higher dimensions, you can't imagine what else is in that picture because you don't have the framework, right? But yeah. they're there nonetheless, was, you know, his. He said, according to what he had read. So, so Andrews and me, like we've glimpsed into right, the, yeah. So the, you guys have an idea that there is something threading, running alongside, crashing into that's unseen. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, what would that be? Education or intelligence to <laughs> attempt to grasp? I think if it's the scientific one, education is more like what yeah. you know. Okay, right? but it also does give you the foundation of concepts. That might allow you to grasp it. So I'd say either one, whichever you prefer, EDU or intelligence. <laughs> Barely. So yeah, I'll be kind of puffing on my cigars, scratching my mop of hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if you look at a picture of a flower on a field, <laughs> okay, you could imagine it in three dimensions because you've seen that before. You know, I understand the words you're saying. Yeah. You're speaking English, but... Uh, the bottom line is it'll be fine. I think you could probably even Im- imagine it in five dimensions, right? Uh, I don't see how, since I can't do that. <laughs> well, I think like if you look at something in a mirror, you're seeing what the fourth dimension ref- effect would have on us, right? Yeah. And if you're thinking about something across time, so you're thinking of like a flower mm, budding yeah. and then dying, then you've got the fifth dimension. But beyond that, yeah, that's where we get a little trickier. I'm just going to... It comes in from... <laughs> I'm just going to leave the heavy lifting to you and Monroe. A different time. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, I kind of understand what you're saying, but... Yeah. This is where you also need Whitmire there to do the <clears throat> same thing that Monroe just did. And It's like three-card money, see? <laughs> and crit a physics, science physics role <laughs> off of an untrained skill. To be honest, Detective, I, how don't, you do it. Uh, I don't have all that much faith that we'll even be successful. I just know that a lot of people are dying and we've got to do something to stop it. And if I had more time to think about it, I might come to the realization that I'm not really the man to be doing this. But <laughs> well, I don't, so. Aside from that last little bit, I, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Something needs to be done. Otherwise, I wouldn't probably be here. You yeah. guys have upset my my <laughs> way of life greatly. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here. I'll say that. Remember, unalloyed metal. All my bullets are lead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And as far as what chant to pick, you have no choice but to go to the Dave Hermes Mysterious. Of course, you brought you brought both copies, mm-hmm. so I assume you will look in the uncursed version. The uncursed version got a guy yeah. with his head hollowed out. Yeah, I'm a little <laughs> more, yeah more concerned about the way that we found that dude. Like that's always been in the back of my head with this book. Is yeah. it? Something he did went wrong. Well, you can't get a full list of its, say, spells that are in there. 
but you have hints from the reading that you've done across to try to figure out the nature of the jinn. And another thing you could think of is that perhaps he toyed with something uh, incorrectly. Yeah. Which or tried some sort of summoning and just didn't mm-hmm. ward properly or yeah. whatever. You know, yeah. like what we were about to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I, well, it also, like, the the manner of his death didn't quite match the manner brain. of death right. that or, this right. happened. So, yeah, he may have been working with a different entity altogether or something else. Different gin type. Yeah, something along those lines. But you had roughly two dozen sections noted in uh, both copies because Dr. Andrews had done a comparative analysis Mm. to find differences. And um, there were, yeah, like two dozen chants. So now I don't have two dozen for you to look through and make a selection. There is just going to be one that draws your eye as being relevant because it references... Let me show it to you. Assuming... That you're ready to look. Yeah, I'll... Uh, Uncursed or cursed? Um, we brought both of them, so yes. yeah. I'll be looking at both of them and looking at those where those differences are and okay. where they're similar. All right. So here it is in the Latin. Oh, that's why I can't read it. Mm. Now, you guys have already done many Latin rolls to do translation, so I'll just give you how it reads when it's translated. One sec. Okay. So I updated it. In the description underneath, so it's in English, it is roughly translated as, O spirits, you I exercise by the power, wisdom, and virtue, by the divine knowledge, by the dark void, by the name of the old ones, the root, trunk, source, and origin of all the other divine names, whence they all draw their life and their power. I exercise you by the name Nyarlathotep, signifying the most excellent bringer of wisdom. His majesty so high and brighter than the stars of the void. I exercise you by the most powerful name of Azathoth, the all-powerful, who shall punish the crimes. I exercise you, and I command you absolutely, O demon, in whatsoever part of the universe you may be, by the virtue of all these names, hear you and obey. Yeah, let's go with that one. Yeah. So the reason it caught your eye is because of the name Nyarlathotep, which has been bound up in this story mm-hmm. yeah. as it's unraveled it for you. And the other ones... Well, we recognize the name Azathoth, right? Well, you as players might, but I don't know that I've ever introduced it in a handout. But I might have. If you guys remember one, then you, then um, you would. I think, wasn't he one of the deities in the realm of sleep mm. that, at that temple? Yeah. That, that, no, I don't believe so. No? But... Well, um, anyway. Anyway. Yeah, so the other ones will reference, in some cases, names of figures you know from occult knowledge or historical knowledge, such as like Woden, you know, the Germanic analog to Odin, or some that you haven't heard of, either they're from Indian origin or elsewhere. But that's the only one that draws on the name Nyarlathotep, which, and as far as you can tell, in comparing the two, those ones are identical from each particular writing. Yeah, this looks like one to bind it. Do we have were there any chance on um drawing it to us cuz didn't we have to like first draw it to the circle to get it trapped and then you would bind it in some way shape or form? Well, apparently they did the chanting uh although you don't know what they chanted for a long time and then after a certain amount of time it appeared there. Okay. So this might be kind of like the same thing as the wards where your physical time and place that you do this does not so much matter. Hmm. 
that wherever it is, it's going to draw it where it needs to be. Yeah. Would be the idea. Yeah. Like okay. Shadowrun knowledge would say that beginning to bind it, if you know what it is, that the act of beginning the ritual would also draw it yeah. either in a defensive measure or, or by the, the casting of the spell type of thing. Johann yeah. Mueller would know too that, I suppose you would know this Monroe. You did the counter ritual that dealing with at least the dimensional shambler is a two part thing. There's a call, call it to you and then the binding it to either yeah. its command or whatever you want it to do. And a very devious keeper would just give the call spell to the players, and not the bind one. So like, here's your dimensional shambler. Yeah. So yeah, that's, I mean, that has been your experience in the reversal of Johann Mueller's calling of the dimensional shambler that one calls it or that the same act calls it as binds it. So, okay. And if your goal is to get it entrapped in the Amber as it was originally found, then that would be basically the command given to it to kind of like the first part of it is what draws it out. And then yeah. the final part yeah, like, um, is what that locks it in place. Well, like the reason I think of that is because like in shadow run for like, say binding a truce or a free spirit, which this would be, you you know its name and you begin to call its name and the act of that makes the spirit want to kill you immediately so yeah let's hope we get the one we're looking for so we had dr call here what was he doing uh he was down helping with the you know scratching the in symbols the, the wards otherwise he's just staying out of your guys's way yeah, I think you jokingly sent him to collect the fine powder that was spilled on the ground oh, yeah, in that's the basement. Right, that's what he was yeah, I, I, got, yeah. I got quite a bit of it, too. <laughs> so he's probably still down there doing that. Yeah, because you did a pretty good role for, for yeah. uh, doing that well. Yeah, yeah. and I think that, uh, that that powder is what will make the gin visible. It's called the dust of something or other. Which we also have the incense that's supposed to do the same thing, right? Well, no, the incense, if you'll remember from your research, was to blunt the cunning... Mm. of the gin mm. okay so it basically gets it stoned <laughs> right <laughs> yeah all right and uh so a bi another big project though is is the pentagram mm -hmm. will take you a little while to get okay. right yeah after you know making the rounds while they're up in the attic i'll start working on that uh, i guess i'll stay on lookout while they do the pentagram keep looking out the window seeing if i'm noticing any weird uh, breezes, if you know what I mean. Right. Like in the treetops. Okay, so to do the pentagram, we will need an occult or art drawing skill roll, just at the regular level. Okay. To ensure you make it correctly. Well done. I'm focused right now. Also, who all had a flashlight? Did everybody have one? Yeah, yeah. I think Cole got lucky on his yeah. roll, so yeah. Okay. So I'm just supposed to stand around and look at nothing while you guys are doing this? Is that what I'm getting here? Just shine my light around? <laughs> Keeping an eye out for anything else we might uh, might need to worry about. Mm, so is it also going to be invisible? <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> well, that's, yes. It, and there's going to be, apparently, some other spirits will try to interrupt us. And I want to stand outside the warding pentagram. <laughs> Yes, none of us should be inside the pentagram, right? Doesn't that seem kind of counterintuitive? If mm. you're going to put something that protects... Well, well isn't that where the lamb is? Decision. 
because that's where you have disagreement between the two copies. Mm. Whether you're outside or just outside of the inner, the inner most of it, right? Because mm. if you look at it, once you have it on the ground, you have your five-pointed star there. And, uh, I mean, intuitively, when you look at it, you kind of see a, a, at each point somebody could, could stand. Like one of the chanters might stand and that the inner part of the star would be the most protected space. But they're in disagreement. So I'm trying to remember what the... Here, see if I can find it. The... The diary mentions from okay. uh, handout two or three. I think it was three. Was it three? I show you if this goes sideways, two, guys. Sorry. We just leave the book, the cursed one here, and try to let the djinn deal with that. I think it could keep them occupied. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, let's see. So according to his writing, Meriwether's writing, the others sat in a circle while the watcher was in the corner of the room, but unfortunately it doesn't look like he illuminates whether that was inside the pentagram or outside the pentagram. But you do know from reading the De Vermis Mysterious, it did seem to be that people who were chanting could leave the circle to use the bathroom or get a drink of water or something like that. Right, it didn't break. It didn't break the chanting. <laughs> seems very dangerous to leave a house with no plumbing to go use an outhouse <laughs> right. in the middle of summoning a, an entity. Especially injury. if you've bound everything from the outside, getting in. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, so, so it was when. Okay, th- this was the part that I was kind of stuck on. It was uh, Robert rose to his feet, and before anyone could stop him, stepped forward as though to embrace it. And then he was ri- his head was. Oh, he actually entered around. the inner. Yeah, and so I was trying to remember whether or not it it mentioned him having to step into the pentagram or or anything but it yeah it doesn't really give enough clarification yeah like the one says so long as the circle be correct and none enter the innermost then the entity shall not harm them directly and the cursed one says so long as the circle be correct and none enter then the entity shall not harm the being directly and so robert stepped forward in, it says he stepped forward yeah. into the circle. It says he rose to his feet and stepped forward as though to embrace our horrible guest. And that's all it says. It doesn't say whether he, like what threshold he had crossed, whether it was the outer part well, of the Well, let's look at the, the pentagram then. Uh, Keeper, is it large enough for people to sit in the outer portion of it? Yeah, definitely. Okay. That's why I said Monroe intuitively had this idea that the people who were doing the chanting could either stand or sit at each point of the star, right? There'd be enough space to sit down. Cause like, if you do, is there, um, is there something about like what separates the outer from the inner? When we look at it, is there some clear circle in the center of so it? So there's not a circle in the center, but there is the way the star is drawn when he's got the pentagram, there is a closed enclosed okay. center area, not, but it's more, yeah. you know, like, I don't know what shape that would be. Yeah, One, two, some three, sort four, of parallelogram. Five. Yeah. I'm going to go bring the, the lamb inside. Right. I, okay. I think, uh, Glover, like, uh, if Glover was a, a criminal, <laughs> he would dispose of stuff that would lead to him being arrested. Right. <laughs> and that right now, would be something used for a blood sacrifice. Yeah. Uh, potentially coming back from town. <laughs> right. Right. Well, what do you think, Monroe, that 
we should remain outside altogether of the star? Or should we stand? I don't suppose the fact that I got a hard success on my occult would lend weight towards one or the other? Yes, it does lend weight to standing at the points of the star. Okay, then that that will be my... uh... Because even though you don't mean... Even though you don't understand what all the symbols mean on the outside, you know, going with this theory that this is coming from phases that you can't see, that you would need protection in like many different angles. Right. Right, Because other spirits might also try to interrupt us. Now, Monroe, what does your occult knowledge tell you about the fact that there's only going to be three of us on a, on a star point and one outside watcher when there's five points to the star? Let's see. How many did they have when Meriwether tried this? They, they had, yeah, I think Five at that total? same handout, you'll see it scratched out all the names. One, uh, six total, including himself. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think the Watcher was probably on a point yeah. two. It's just that he... Is this a six-pointed star? No, it's no. five. Okay. So, yes, they did have enough people to have a chanter at each point of the star. Well, I don't know where we would go find <laughs> <laughs> two to three more people. Yeah, two more people. Yeah, well, especially people that won't run the second things start getting weird. Well, you know, it's possible yeah. you could have a, a pentagram with more points to include more people to chant. It's about how the protection is, you know, focused around each chanter. Yeah. This is just the one you had um, access to. Because yeah. you're, you're like, you're you're taking it on faith that the symbols, since you don't actually don't know what they mean, that are around the outside will do something to protect you. Or to draw the entity here. Yeah, I think we kind of have to just go with what we've got. Okay. And I'm not going to get you guys on some obscure technicality that I didn't forecast in some way. Be like, (laughs) oh, you didn't. That was the wrong (laughs) pentagram. And you're like, that's the only one we had access to. No, you missed the skill roll at session three. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess I'm going to go bring the lamb in here. Uh, right, I'm yeah. kind of getting it's important to this, right? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, if I was on the verge of being arrested by you lot, I would ensure that something important goes missing real quick, and we don't know where that thing is right now. So, shouldn't it be warded with us inside here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, but you know we can't start till midnight. So if it makes a mess on the floor, you're going to have to clean it up. I'm going to be very honest. I'm not leaving the wards again (laughs) for anything, so I'm going to be uh, making water over in that corner over there, Mm -hmm. and you guys are just going to have to look away. Keep an eye on the windows, folks, just in case. Give a shout if you see them moving. I'll go get the lamb. Okay. (laughs) I'll be kind of nervous about it. (laughs) I don't think I'll draw my gun, but I also don't think I've put it away since we've gotten here. (laughs) Yeah, well, a summer... Getting close to sunset or those hours that encompass the sun being low on the horizon can sometimes hit you in an odd way. They can just remind you of a lazy summer day or they can terrify you. Is there a loose board somewhere that's (laughs) knocking around like a pendulum on a clock? Yeah. Dang it. (laughs) Yeah, wasn't there like an old porch swing or something like that? (laughs) Yeah, that that one was broken. It wasn't hanging up at all anymore. But um, It's the only thing making noise, isn't it? Like one small piece of it still kind (laughs) of rocks with that squeaky chain. Yeah. So it is that getting the pentagram right because you do find that you have to stop and uh, redraw areas. And there's a weird thing that occurs where 
like you think you got the symbols right on that side by the northern, you know, the the northern facing point. But when you come back around to it to double check your work, it seems like the symbols have drifted around a little bit hmm. without your notice. At least you're fairly certain you drew that one that is aligned with the two circles on an end right next to the point. But now it seems to be on the other side. So, but you can, you never see anything happen. But anyhow, it does take a while for it to solidify and seem to stop moving when you look away from it. This okay. is really only something you notice as the... That could explain why you get your head car or hollowed <laughs> out. Yeah. You didn't recheck your work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And this is about the time that Whitmire will arrive. <laughs> but Whitmire, you, you came into Ross's corner in the, you know, just after your... You might normally sit down to eat dinner, and you still have a little bit of a stretch before you get to the farmhouse. But the town is quiet, and with the sun starting to set, it becomes more and more uncomfortable to be in the car with this figure. So, you know, you're really hoping to reach the farmhouse soon. But unless you plan to make any stops, you will shortly. So what did you want to do? Any stops in town or just head to the farmhouse? Um, yeah, I'll... I'll stop at uh I'll stop at that uh little what was it little uh the little store that we were at before. Yeah. I, I just need to uh I just need to you know run some water over my face, kinda make myself a little more mm-hmm. yeah, presentable. Cause I as I, I knew that they were coming out here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ma Peters. So I think actually you have a you do get a telegram from Monroe at some point when you came to before you left. If you, uh, where did you send that telegram? You tried to get in touch with him when you were in. Yeah. I think yours came to, maybe they went to Monroe's museum since you stay there so much. Mm-hmm. Maybe you didn't get it. It doesn't matter. But you, the plan had been to go out here. You just got diverted from joining them because of what had happened. Yeah. He probably has some location where we yeah. send him where he, checks him every once in a while because yeah. he does kind of disappear well it's like probably under like different names or something or yeah. it's like you know hey aunt uh susan or whatever blah 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 <laughs> but the general store has like a spigot and a you know like a pump what do you call that that's a pump yeah yeah uh right outside a little hand pump for drawn water or you can go inside you see the lights burning inside yeah i don't i don't need to go inside there's all uh yeah i'll just stop at the pump and uh, yeah, splash some on my face. Yeah, um, kind of run my fingers through my hair to try and uh, sort out any any uh, hairs like sticking out of place. Uh, yeah, straighten the uh, the jacket. You know, tuck my shirt back in. Those type of things. And then, uh, and overall, it shouldn't be more than just like a, a couple minutes. But right. uh, then I'll I'll uh, take off towards the house again. Okay. Yeah, well, the freshening up does make you feel better, whether it makes you look less unhinged just for others to judge. Hair wilder <laughs> and crazier. Yeah. But it does refresh you. I mean, you feel you felt better the further away you've gotten from this morning. You know, the headache from taking a knock to the head has gone away, although it's still tender to the touch as you splash water in your hair. Uh, but you get back on the road and head out of town where after a little while you see that burnt tree that had been struck by lightning years ago and the 
gravel path that leads up to the farmhouse. And you see through the trees the light from, you know, the flashlights inside as you're coming down the path there. And then all you guys would hear the crunching of tires on on gravel. wonder if that sheriff decided to show up. Mm, yeah, I guess I'll look out the window and have my shotgun ready. I think you guys would recognize Whitmire's car. Hmm. You've ridden in it enough. <laughs> it sounds like Whitmire's yeah. car. No, no, you would see it. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> And it looks like ridden, one. Not your, in not in your superhero. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell he's unshot by how the car's running. <laughs> so yeah, you, uh, Whitmire, when you see, when you come down that path, you can see they have uh, another vehicle that they had turned around. You know, they're kind of backed up to the house. Whitmire recognizes what that's about. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'll, uh, I'll pull around, um, would be like a, around on the a left at right at before the house and kind of use that and and uh, face my car the same way. Okay. And uh, grab my my torch, electric torch from the uh, the boot. Electric torch for Jimmy as well. I'll head inside as long as it's unlocked. Mm. Let's give a quick check out the windows. Uh, you guys want to look out the windows at him, or I do for sure. Yeah. Before he opens and breaches that ward. Right. I don't know if I. I don't know if Jack has enough wherewithal, but to uh, he kind of grasped the concept, I guess. Yeah. But I don't know. Well, um. But if I was a very fast, invisible thing that couldn't get inside to kill the people about to get at me, <laughs> right? I would wait for someone to open something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, some of those wards you scratched in the place where the old one was, and in, in those cases, they were just sort of on the frame and not on okay. the door itself. But yeah, he's out there. You're gathering things from his trunk when you look out at first, right? And um, you're kind of obscured a little bit just because the glass that's in its place, the window you're looking at, is pretty dirty. But you're kind of looking at where one of the so, the frames has been, you know, knocked out. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, he might see you. He's usually pretty perceptive. So, uh, so I guess that uh, fits with Jack's character because he doesn't understand this, so he wouldn't understand that the wards on on the frame will work he's right, still yeah. thinking physically so yeah so yeah i'll be keeping an eye out making sure that the gin isn't around <laughs> as best as i can yeah he he does not seem to be being followed uh you can put out a psychology for me as yeah, you're sure. looking at him go around Let's the car there. try uh no jimmy's jimmy yeah. He's looking like he's a sneak thief already. So always looks a little bit froggy. Yeah, he's probably gonna try to steal the goat. <laughs> so yeah, these doors do have working locks. The locks are newer than the doors you would say in your estimation, although still very old. So whether they're locked or not was up to your guys' preference. Otherwise, Jimmy can just walk in. You'll yeah. probably walk in anyways. You just hear the lock picking sound as he comes close to it. <laughs> yeah. It's like nope. uh, the Morrowind games where time freezes while you pick the lock and then unfreezes. Right. Yeah. Decide to show up, eh, Jimmy? As, uh, yeah. I mean, if it's unlocked, then I'll, I'll walk in and uh, look around and try my my winning smile. Say, so, uh, <laughs> the rest of appreciate you. Psychology <laughs> appreciate you guys. Uh, yeah, guessing the place up for me. It's uh, got new paintings and everything, and I'll point at the uh, the pentagram. Pentagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you guys drew the pentagram with the whitewash, I um, think, or did you do it a different way? 
I guess if unless it was specified that it needed to be drawn in no. something specific, then yeah, yeah, it would have okay. been a whitewash. Dude, we got bum blood. We <laughs> do have bum blood. <laughs> He's still alive down there, isn't he? Well, He's I guess I guess we have yeah. to make it correct with how we've now. described it so far, and that you made corrections. Okay. Right? Yeah. Uh, I'm, or we could change it a little bit in the memory. probably chalk. At yeah. First, so you were doing like a semi-permanent, yeah, uh, version of it before you yeah, came before. in with the whitewash. Yeah, yeah. that'll work. Okay. That's also probably the better idea when it comes to any sort of odd symbology that you actually <laughs> don't know yeah. the meaning yeah. of. Yeah. But yeah, we can totally use human blood since that bum's gonna die no matter what. I think that's a little macabre. We should <laughs> we should kill this kill this lamb and use I mean, its blood. It's regrettable that. Glover had to kill the poor sap, but uh, we probably shouldn't. So Monroe... He had a family Monroe you somewhere. Re- you recognize <laughs> so that. So does the lamb. <laughs> Whitmire does not look well, not in a physically sick way, but then maybe that's the pot calling the kettle black as you've yeah. had your your fair share of I recognize the madness. <laughs> madness recognizes madness. You're Same like with you, me. doctor. You see that as well. It's actually a look you've come to recognize in your companions over these last few months. But mm. Jimmy has it in his eyes as he enters the establishment, trying to downplay it with his usual charm. But um, the hour draws near, so is there any other preparation you guys want to make before we zoom to midnight and begin the chanting? I'll, I'll, I'll ask Maybe for a rundown. Like we're going to do something wrong. <laughs> I'll ask for a rundown of what exactly we need to do, because I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. um, Oh, I'm assuming you probably wanted to make an English translation and copies of it for people to read from when they're chanting. Um, Unless you think you can all do it from memory. I suppose making copies of it, yes, but not knowing if it needs to be in Latin. Latin or not, yeah. Um, Yeah, probably... Go, well, go over it. That's no problem for most of it. I'm not sure how well Whitmire will do it translating or getting the pronunciation correct, right? Well, I guess that's what we could be doing is yeah. kind of practicing. Doing it, right? Practicing so you want to stick with the Latin? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a... Even maybe write it out phonetically for Right. <laughs> that's the smart way to do it. If I ever put, have to write those in there, that's how I have the phonetic breakdown below it. Okay. So the hour... Is almost there. There is one little detail that you notice, Dr. Andrews, and that is that Mr. Monroe's lines have been blackened. Oh, his, uh, his like time threads or whatever, yeah. his luck threads. <laughs> oh, Monroe's? Have I ever seen that before? Well, dimmed, right? Maybe I use the wrong term. Uh, oh, yes, yeah. because of the curse. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been handling the books, so. Yes. I was about to become really, really worried. <laughs> yeah, I guess Blacken was, that would be extreme, right? Perhaps in time if he keeps handling the books. But uh, yeah. So anyhow. Well, like I, I was jumping to like, because we've got the symbol out and the symbol seems to be kind of shifting that maybe we've already put one foot. No, there is something to notice about walking from in the symbol and out of the symbol from your perspective, Dr. Andrews. And that's that the lines... Almost like there's refraction, like uh, like if you stick a pencil in a cup of water mm-hmm. from being inside and outside. And it's not the relationship as you see the lines traveling away from the person, but when the person crosses from inside to outside of the circle, 
there'll be like a slight refraction for how those lines travel upward mm. when they're inside of the, the circle. So we've made a thinny. Yeah. <laughs> kind of denote that they're, that it's in some way uh, drawing a different phase of existence into this world. But the chant may now commence, which according to your understanding, you may begin to burn the incense powder. Do you have a sensor or do you just want to do it in the fireplace? I imagine we probably or in the a stove. Sensor. Okay. Um, yeah, you probably got like a bunch of like actual like bronze or brass yeah. ones laying around. I do want to sneak downstairs and get some of the bum's blood. <laughs> if possible to do it discreetly. <laughs> well, okay, I'll try and do it discreetly, but if it happens, then... You're, you're willing to if, deal with yeah, the fallout? Yeah, if I get caught, then yeah, I'm willing to deal with the fallout. He just starts screaming as you like put your <laughs> hand around his leg to force blood out of the artery. <laughs> Shut up, you old bum! Well, I, yeah, I may not even need to force. I may just need to loosen the tourniquet a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I suppose technically that's what the first aid treatment was for something like that, is to tourniquet mm -hmm. limb. and uh, So you just have this ooze of blood, like a trickle of it. But yeah, you can gather some of it if you'd like. Yeah, yeah. By this point, leg's probably looking pretty bad too. We've been we've cut off circulation to that limb for a while. Right. Yeah. So I put the sensor here. Now you notice a problem in lighting up the incense is that the glun fluid does not like to be burned. Mm -hmm. Right? Or it burns unevenly. Maybe that's a flaw in how or the time in which you guys had to make it. But it you do notice that it will be needing to be tended to here and there throughout the ceremony. Okay. So unless, if that's something you want to do, you can keep the sensor near you, or if it's something you feel the watcher might be best to take care of, you can do that. Yeah. I'm that gonna, is something I can do. Yeah, I'll I'll kind of pass that, that duty on to, to the good detective. All right, well, I'll just leave it over here on this table for now. <laughs> we should just laced my cigar with it. <laughs> just start puffing it up. It I believe like tobacco was an incense of sorts and various yeah. other. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it could. Yeah. You just don't know the effects of smoking glen fluid, which could be pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we'll probably find out that his cigar is actually that dream tobacco, <laughs> Somebody, dream castle tobacco. I've been smoking it for years. <laughs> Whitmire did have a couple bouts of madness. He went and spiked your tobacco stand. <laughs> Let me see... If you Oh dude, you know that there's probably like a Cuban cult somewhere over there probably rolling tobacco or cigars and having like weird stuff added into it. Like why oh, wouldn't yeah. you, right? Okay, everybody uh, should be able to control that sensor if they wish they can move it if they so desire. But as you're burning it, it does cast a greenish, less than pleasant light while it's burning. Would you give a D ten roll for me? Um we'll have you do it, Glover. How does it smell? Well, it smells mostly of the sage. You don't pick up on the other property of it, so it smells pretty good. It just doesn't look pleasant. guess this is one of those things, uh, kind of like my wife's cooking. Sometimes it looks a bit off, but works out in the end. It's so bad. I'm going to give it a little poke, <laughs> like my pocket knife or something. <laughs> yeah, so you see it's like a fire-safe cigarette. It just goes out really easy. There's something uh, retardant quality in the in the the incense that you guys have made up, which is basically just glen fluid infused or sage infused with glen fluid. So there's something that keeps it from catching the way a well, nice dry sage would. Which probably got soaked. You really went to much. town with that, uh, 
glunt fluid there, didn't you, Monroe? Yeah. Thing can barely keep a light. Yeah. Could uh, could we perhaps, I don't know, maybe throw some of this furniture in the fireplace and get a nice coal? Would that, would that go against tradition for you? <laughs> yeah, I suppose that would be a possibility is having like a, a solid coal. Right, yeah. That could... And with the sensor, it well, you should... could do the same thing in the sensor as well. Yeah. The problem is when the actual material wants to burn, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. it seems it just seems to resist it. It's like a little slow to take. It does eventually burn up, so that's never going to be a problem. It's just for I how long. I got fuss with it. How long okay. each will burn is is that's the game mechanic. If you want right. to know in meta terms, yeah, is that yeah. Occasionally, it will have to be tended with. Okay. And you don't really see a way to correct it. Okay, so. The chanting can begin, and as well as getting the incense burning, the ritual sacrifice is offered during the chant. Okay. Yeah, so I'll... uh... Who does the sacrificing? (laughs) Mm -hmm. You guys can pick a point of the star you want to stand at, too. Uh, It is snap to grid when you move your character, so if you use the arrow keys, it's just going to move you to the invisible grid that's there. But if you hit alt... While you do an arrow key, it's like a fine-tuned move. But if you hit Alt, Drag, and Drop, it'll put you right where you want it to be and not right on the grid. So you can pick whichever point you favor. I'll take the ah, northern the north point. star. And I, I'll sacrifice the lamb. Mm-hmm. Are you guys going to fight over who sacrifices it? Uh, no, I'll, yeah. I'll volunteer. And I'll Dr. also calls volunteer. Over there. Yeah, and when I sacrifice it, I'll mix in the human blood with its blood. <laughs> uh, I'll take the uh, western point as it gives me the... To start? Well, you know. it gives me the most visual. Yeah. Also, the fireplace is there. Maybe uh, we can still get a fire going in case I need more flame. Need it for some reason. Uh, you might always need more fly- fire. <laughs> okay, so as you guys begin chanting, you've done you know, a round or two of it. Uh, you do have the intuition based off your readings that it will take some time for some effect to occur just because of how Meriwether mm-hmm. described it. So nothing much happens initially, but then you get up to sacrifice the lamb. So does anybody have any objections to that? Or are you all committed to the sacrifice? It's got to be done. Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I think if I was to have objections, it should have been voiced earlier, a yeah. lot earlier. So yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there's the forward mind, and then there's the subconscious, and the way we play that is with a sanity roll while the sacrifice is occurring, whether or not this actually bothers you on some level. So everybody give me a sanity roll. Mm. That's two failures so far, guys. Oh, we are all That's three going down. And we got to worry about Monroe going crazy. So does this happen right at the sacrifice, or could this be uh, something that will... <laughs> It's it's during. This isn't going to be enough to drive anybody insane who is not already insane. So Whitmire's yeah. at, at risk here. This is just the thing that erodes you keeping a grasp on reality. Dang, everybody felt it. <laughs> I roll so much better in testing. <laughs> All right. So. Ooh. Bob. <laughs> <laughs> so if you succeeded, you only lose one. If you failed... You lose four. Oh man. We we really should not have named that lamb. <laughs> we didn't. What did you guys name the land? I forget. I don't. Oh, I remember Brandon's name for it. Shall not be uttered here. <laughs> 
All right, so deduct your four sanity. In your case, Mr. Whitmire, who has such a tenuous grasp, and you know even as all these arrangements have been made, your friend, who is not your friend, has been lurking in the corner there. Does him going into the pentagram affect that in any fashion? His sanity? No. Oh, the, the, the figure? Yeah. No, it doesn't seem to. Uh, <laughs> which uh, would, I would afford him another chance to overcome the figmentation. Because in this case, he's not really there. Or is he? But uh, yeah, he's been looking on with this with approval as far as you can detect. But you can try to fail a sanity roll for me. Or sorry, uh, intelligence roll. Oh, no, not man, sanity. come on. You wanted to fail it anyway. Yeah. so that No, <laughs> extreme success. Yeah, I know. Wasted an extreme success. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Well, did you want to use some reverse luck on that? Uh, might as well. Because in this one, you want to fail, right? Yeah, might as well. See it. A... So now the next thing you need me to succeed at, you just got to tell me I need to fail it. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. All right. So for the low cost of seven <laughs> or eight luck, you'll make that a failure. And basically the implications that would have driven you into a bout of madness don't. You know, you, you it's like a... A mental trick to keep your mind protected you know you don't you're not thinking of the fact that you actually participating in animal sacrifice endorses the barbarism of the past and all that goes along with it you know and like what does this make you you're not a civilized man you are the killer you thought you were blah 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 none of that occurs instead you shudder at the sight which the disturbing thing about it is the lamb takes to his slaughter his sacrifice with Relative ease, you know. Uh, Monroe's read about it a bunch of times, so he knows how it's done. And there's not much suffering, as you can t as as you can see. You know, the throat is just slit, and it kind of goes down on its the the, um, the knees of its four legs, and then falls over on its side. And you gather up the blood. And <laughs> <laughs> tell me, Whitmire, do you still hear it at night, <laughs> the screaming of the lambs? What just happened. But the, for the rest of you, oh, no. uh, what is, so Dr. Call just, you know, he's just uh, says, he's like, that's worse than I thought it would be. So yeah, Dr. Call just says that, oh, that, dear me, that is worse than I expected. Andrews, what do you think of animal sacrifice? Has a biblical foundation, mind you. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I think it doesn't bother me, but what concerns me is that you're committing some sin. No, that we're sacrificing the lamb, and now what we're about to do has become very real. Right. Right. So like the, the signal of that. Yeah. yeah. What about Glover? Much easier killing people. <laughs> I think, yeah. Uh, people give you a reason. Right. Maybe. That's what. That's the angle I'm going to go with. Or maybe, maybe we could also say something to do with the... Uh, actually, we'll go Silence of the Lamb style. Maybe something to do with Spring Slaughter. Never liked it. Lamb never did anything. Right. And this lamb isn't going to be eaten. Maybe. <laughs> okay, on the turn order, I've added the magic invested into this ceremony so far. So for your sacrifice, that's how many magic points were put into it. You will see that go up as you guys chant. So, hmm. for those who remain as chanters and who are not the watcher, I assume you go on to keep an eye on things as... Mm -hmm. as the chanting, the ceremony, at least to the observer, enters a sort of mundane phase of just 
constant chanting of this one chant over and over again. The breaks are taken to refresh yourselves, you know, take a drink of water or whatever. But for those who are in the chanting, a weird thing begins to occur as it goes on where you kind of lose a sense of the here and now. It's not like it disappears, but it's like your focus is more correctly drawn into what you're doing or what's occurring inside the pentagram itself. Uh, things outside of it look like things that are occurring on a TV screen in another room with the volume low that you can see. Like you're aware of it, but they don't seem to disturb you. So this kind of has an effect. As long as you're in this trance, certain things outside of it won't affect you, but you also won't be able to react to them as well. Mm. <laughs> if you're outside of the, the chant, then it's harder, or the trance, it's harder for your chance to invest magic into the ceremony. Okay. So it's like... But I'm able to interact with stuff that... For you, yeah. since you're not really doing the chanting, although you can, if you wish, you're totally out of it, right? And mm. the pen, for it, the interior looks the same, and they might as well just be a bunch of loonies in the woods in an old house chanting after slaughtering a lamb from the outside. Right? For uh, Dr. Andrews, does his time vision give him any additional like weirdness or yeah so you kind of see these lines the collected lines of those people who are chanting in the pentagram sort of begin to converge together mm -hmm. and intertwine and that becomes more and more elaborate as the ritual continues okay is it like when you take a bunch of fuses on fireworks right. and start twisting them <laughs> right very good analogy yeah so Let's begin. So after about an hour of this, something occurs. So a force arrives. It's coming is marked out by a change in atmospheric pressure, like the arrival of a storm. Uh, deep, inaudible, this you've heard before, the rhythmic bass note causes the whole house to shudder. And uh, you get this, even for you guys who are in the inner circle get a sense of this because the thing that has arrived has come from more than just its physical location on planet earth but it causes the whole house to rattle and a deep bass note then from above you hear sort of a guttural curse in an unknown language uh, this you think is on top of the roof maybe a curse because it has been stymied by your wards around the house but then there's silence and only the low pressure feeling remains to signal that something is still here everybody give me a luck roll <laughs> come on john oh call to dang everybody's okay. failing this one andrews did you roll <laughs> i got a hard okay success. i didn't see you uh, all right yeah uh looks like only the good doctor is lucky today <laughs> yep Perhaps you'll all be sheltered by my luck. It's because you're getting all that good karma for harboring the book for so long. All right, so these electric torches that you were all carrying, they, they flicker with the same rhythm of that bass sound until, in most of your cases, they all go out, except for the good Dr. Andrews. And, of course, you have the light from the sensor. And the fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, did you get the fireplace going? Yeah, I wanted one in case, like, my lighter decided to not work. Okay. But, I mean, if you're guttering light, you can gutter that pretty easy probably, too. So No, it's uh, interference with electrical devices. That said, 
I wouldn't have built the fire up to be big. Right. Because I don't know what that chimney is, what condition it's in. I don't want to start a fire. Well, we'll just give it like a your standard D&D torch light effect. Just enough to make everything in the room we're in very shadowy or dark. <laughs> I like that. All right. So that thing has arrived, but gone silent. Your lights have flickered out with only the naturally burning fires and Dr. Andrews' electric torch still going. Now, the way this works for chanting and investing more magic into the ceremony is you can either make a power roll or constitution roll. If you succeed, a point goes into the magic invested. If you get an extreme success, two points go in. If you get a critical, five points go in. The luck may be used, and they may be pushed if desired. Mm. So Dr. <laughs> Edward Call can begin the chant. John, did you want to roll that out? Do you want to do... You can you do get a hard constitution success. or power. So what happens if you run out of magic points? Do you begin investing hit points, or do you yes. just stop? Yes, it starts going into your hit points. But if you can stop if you want to. Okay, well. <laughs> I was going to ask, if you're chanting, do you have to do the roll? Yeah, if you're chanting, then you're doing the, the roll, yeah. So okay. Edward Cole got a twenty uh, hard success. All right, and then for Whitmire, who's also chanting, and as He'll I described... power. Power for Whitmire? Yeah, nice. success. Oh, you got a good power. All right, Andrew, it's your turn to chant. Failure. Mm-hmm. Luck or push. Luck. Or not. <laughs> Maybe your MP needs a break. With each point of magic, is the uh, twisting of the threads getting tighter? Yes. <laughs> and you're seeing something occur to the lions on the pentagram. It's almost like they're glowing softly, although you can't be sure. It could be a trick of your eyes. Mm. And what it, what happens if you fail a push? You have no idea. Something bad. Just, I'll yeah. use luck. Okay. I was just going to say, just let it ride. <laughs> luck. And, and we know that it can get real bad based on how you found the book. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jack, so you're observing this for now, unless you want to join in with chanting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to... Uh, I, I think when the lights went out and the bass note hit, he started grasping firmly to the idea that this incense is very important <laughs> okay and so i'll be kind of like blowing on it right now Almost gently like a talisman yeah, yeah it just... seems to be burning okay for now yeah yeah and i know that you know like you said game mechanic he'll yeah. try to go out at some point but this is just what he's doing <laughs> and as the the watcher unless you state you're doing some specific action that would take up your turn i'm going to assume you're holding your attention to react to something mm-hmm. so you can interject if you wish if something occurs and you haven't taken a separate action. Yeah. All right, Mr. Monroe. All right, power. Extreme success. Nice. That's two points. Okay, round two. Do we feel that the entity is in the circle? No. No? Not yet. Okay. You think you're still generating the required power to draw it to that point. Okay. Do, do Could they theorize that the entity knew that they had started the ritual? Yeah, that's probably why okay. it came. So we're and also like I'm kind of assuming that before we started that there had been some sort of signal given to Doctor Call to throw that powder at the right time. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah if you if you want him to do it, he's got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was well. If anybody else wants to take over, then they can. Dude, but yeah, Doctor Call's a boss. Like, I'd leave <laughs> yeah. it in his hands. <laughs> All right, so the silence continues. You have no clue, no understanding that something awful 
and beyond comprehension is atop the roof except for this feeling of the encroaching storm. So we get to go into another round. Uh, if you want to roll out calls and Whitmire's chanting rolls for me. This call succeeded, and I got extreme Ooh, success nice. on mine. All right, Dr. Andrews. Nice. Extreme nice. success. Nice. You guys are rolling well tonight. Suddenly. <laughs> yeah. Inexplicably. Killing that lamb did us some good. We got to carry those around with us, <laughs> yeah. apparently. Or was it the hobo blood? Could be the hobo blood. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll just have to carry around one of each. I'm just wondering when we start carving these wording symbols into ourselves to be safe. <laughs> like, this is something that probably should have already happened. <laughs> okay, so. That's what I'll do after I lose my sanity. Why wait? <laughs> So you have a, a relative unease here, but nothing from the outside has disturbed you. But, Jack, you're most aware of this since you're most attuned with what's going on in the farmhouse while they are attuned with what's going on in the pentagram and thus don't really react to it. But you hear something heavy thud against the northern door and a sort of twist and wrenching of wood sound. And a... Mm. <laughs> It is your action, and you were holding one anyway, so yeah. what do you want to do based off of that? If you guys ever want to react to something like that, just let me know. You can dip out of it. It's just it's not going to phase you initially. Um, Gameplay-wise, how's the incense looking? Is it beginning to try to... Is it still going good? Like, I know that there's a tracker. I'm trying not to, yeah. I'm trying to ignore it. <laughs> no, go ahead and, and, and meta. Just don't say meta things, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you can say it's getting low. You can say it's got three rounds left. All right. so. so my action this turn will be prepping the next batch. All right. So you roll a d10, and that roll will be added to the tracker. Okay. With If you roll less, though, it won't. So if you roll a one or two, you're going to have to... Sp like, something went wrong with adding. It didn't burn quite as well. Oh, I so. see. So it'd be better to wait till it's... Like as low one. would give you the highest odds of okay. adding yeah. to it. Yeah. Uh, so, like I said, I'll just be preparing it then. Okay. Like, getting it out. I don't know if, like, Monroe had me, you know, break it a certain way or prep it right. in some fashion, right? So, yeah, there's this loud crunching sound. Probably eye on that door. On the outside. Because his hands are shaking. This is... I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Blood's in the air. Yeah. Okay. All right. So on to you, Monroe. All right. Another power roll. Nice. Uh, barely a success, but got there. It doesn't matter if you went by an inch or, or a mile. mile. <laughs> Record books would beg to differ. <laughs> okay. At this stage, um, the incense does begin to flicker a little bit in the greenish cast of its light. That's just your two round warning. Yep. All right. Go ahead and give me a listen roll, Jack Glover. The rest of you may opt to take it, that, but that means that you come out of the trance that you're in in the pentagram. Going to have to trust him. Mm. Oh, was it nine? Eleven. Oh, eleven. Yeah, can I just stick with nine? <laughs> That's up to him. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> it's quite one of the things, as a game master, I... Don't try to change about reality as math. So <laughs> it kind of depends. We agree on that at least. <laughs> Man, that'd be an annoying game master if he even changed math for his arbitration of reality and the rules. Yeah. I rolled a six. I have a plus two. I end up with an eight. Nope. Nope. You got a four. Man. Why? 
I'm the game master, aren't I? (laughs) That's kind of how I did my attacks back in the early days. My table, my math. Yeah. I'm. Oh man, I'm gonna let it. I'm gonna let stay. Okay. Might need that luck. Don't want to push it. All right. So, aside from the thump at the northern door, there is a hush in the farmhouse. Besides the omnipresent Latin chant, and we'll have to close the scene there and find out what happens next time. Thanks for playing, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, Thank thanks, you. man. Looking forward to it. Where's the... This has been a Death Watch production. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.